1: Hi everyone, I'm Bunny Michael and this is XO Higher Self, the podcast where you send me your questions and I help guide you to your higher self, the part of you that already has the answer. I hope you had a joyful New Year celebration. Me and Kara went to upstate New York and had a dinner with two friends and it was very cute and we played games and we did a puzzle. I'm actually like a big dork and I love doing puzzles and crafts. I think it feels good because those types of activities like really allow you to enjoy the process of them. Because, you know, once you finish a puzzle, you're like, oh, it's over. Also, I've been really getting into embroidery this pandemic just for fun. And it keeps me from mindlessly scrolling on my phone. So I highly recommend it. I sometimes get a little down in the winter after New Year's because it's cold outside and there isn't a holiday to look forward to. Also, I'm like not as interested in baking cookies and treats because I really overdid it over the holidays. And I also put this sort of pressure on myself because it's a new year that I should be all energetic about setting goals and getting a fresh start and getting organized, but I'm also still like really cold and tired and the sun goes down at like four. But you know what my higher self always reminds me of? That we are nature, and our feelings, our energy, is connected to the seasons. It's perfectly natural to feel less energetic when you get so little sun. It's perfectly natural to want to bundle up in a blanket when you're cold, like hello? We are animals, as much as we like to forget. So in these, let's say, more challenging winter months, remember to adjust your standards, be less critical and judgmental about your needs, and integrate some things that will help you feel less bogged down by the season. Like, for example, I got one of those vitamin D lights for my desk. Also, I go to bed a little bit earlier and let myself sleep for longer. I also recommend buying... Some flowers maybe to brighten up your room. Start a project that you can do while nuzzled on the couch under a blanket like knitting or embroidery or collaging or drawing or reading a book. Um, go on a walk if you're able even if it's really cold outside to get some fresh air. Try out that new chili recipe or something that you can cook that's warm and cozy and makes you feel all good inside. The plants and the animals change their behavior with the seasons to make it through, and so must we. So get romantic with yourself. I'm going to be right there with you. Okay, so let's get to our first question. Hi, Bunny. Um,
2: I figured I would just go ahead and explain kind of my situation, and then ask you the questions question I have. So, um, about four years ago. I was married and uh, my husband ended up passing away from cancer and he he and I were both 25 years old so it was definitely a really big shock and a huge uh, change in how my life would go but um, I've seen a lot of counselors and I've I've done what I would consider a fair amount of grief work I just You know, it's just kind of hard to feel normal again after something like that. So about two years ago, I met someone and we ended up getting in a relationship that ended up being pretty serious. But uh, a couple weeks ago, we ended up breaking up because I just kind of felt like something was missing um, from the relationship. And I couldn't really put my finger on it. But, like, I had this feeling in my gut. So I, instead of, you know, kind of continuing on a path that might have been comfortable, um, I just really wanted to take some time and figure out, you know, what exactly it is that I'm really wanting. Um, But anyway, I think my question or just what I'm really seeking is, I feel like I'm racing against this <laughs> imaginary, invisible um, clock. And I feel like my life has little to no chronological structure or sense. So I was just kind of wondering if, if you could um, speak to that or have any advice that is um, maybe a little less cliche than... Um, I have my own path or I'm trusting the timing of my life. Um, Because I find myself kind of even judging myself for feeling so behind. Um, You know, it's just, it's, I think it's tough. And I think over the holidays, it's kind of like an engagement season. And so a few of my friends have gotten engaged and, and I am happy, but I can't help but feel really, really, um, far away from these things. And, um, I just was wondering if you have any advice or any words of wisdom that you can offer me during such a crazy time, but I thank you for your podcast. It's wonderful. And, um, I'm sending you love. All right.
1: Bye. I'm so sorry to hear of your loss and I think it's great that you've been actively seeking counseling and doing your grief work. It seems to me that you are very much in touch with your needs and I think that you should trust yourself more. It's not just about trusting the timing, it's about trusting what your heart is telling you and following that path. It's interesting that you can call out the cliche of trusting the timing, but an even bigger cliche is that you're supposed to be married by a certain age. I mean, that isn't real. That is a concept our culture has created and you are just feeling the pressure of that and it's causing you to question your own choices. Don't. There is no right or wrong way to live your life. The only path that will bring you peace and inner joy is the path of the heart, the path of your higher self. And I believe you are much more in touch with that part of yourself than you give yourself credit for. Also, can I say that the experience that you've gone through with losing your husband, could that be influencing your sense of running out of time because you had such a short time with him? I want you to know that you are not running out of time. You are exactly on time. The most important goal is to cherish who you are now. That is the only time that exists. The now. Give your now over to love. I'm sensing that you might be coming into a new phase in your life where you're looking for something new. Something to nurture yourself that gives you a sense of purpose beyond the roles you play in your life currently. Is there some new passion or interest that you've been wanting to explore? Is there something you've always wanted to learn about? Is there a part of you that yearns to be expressed or written down? I can sense that you have a lot to give and much more to do But it's not in the form that you had expected. My advice is for you to stay open to all possibilities. To get curious about new experiences. When you were married, you had an idea of how your life would look. And now all of that has changed. And you will find a lot of freedom and joy when you let go of those expectations and live in the moment and let yourself find more pathways to discovering yourself. There is so much more. There's so much more to be expressed, more to be experienced. You are not limited by the labels the cultural institutions, and the conformity of our society. You don't have to do it the way that people expect you to. You have nothing to feel guilty about. You have nothing to be ashamed of. You know that cliche, live life to the fullest? Well, what would that look like for you? It makes total sense to me that you ended that relationship that felt quote unquote comfortable because Just comfortable isn't what you're really seeking. You know in your heart there's more out there. Yes, you have to trust the timing. The cliche is real, but only if you're listening to where your heart is guiding you. That's really what you should trust. Your intuition, your curiosity, your strength, your joy, and your inherent right to have it all.
3: Hi, Bunny. Um, I recently had a situation with a friend where they created a piece of art about me that was really, really cutting. And I think they thought it was going to be a kind, like a flattering thing, like I would appreciate it. But it was really all about my intimate details of my life and things that I told them in private and really intimately about my breakup and kind of painted them almost as a hero um, while making me a victim. Have my own pain, and uh it was really difficult. It was really difficult seeing that piece of art, and it was going to be made for the public and I had to say no and At first, they completely denied my take of it, and they yeah, it was a huge drama and then um a few days later, they messaged me apologizing, saying that the way they reacted was totally wrong um how and I said. We could try to build a relationship maybe later, but I just needed a lot of space. The problem with the depiction was it really, really used a lot of my vulnerable moments that I had shared with them, and it really made that very public and violated a lot of, like, the deep parts of myself that I really value and violated the moments of sharing that I really kind of strive to have in my life, like moments of real, authentic sharing, and it used those moments for their professional gain um, and I feel a lot a lot a lot of anger and a lot of rage about being so violated by a friend like that um, I want to like scream I want to smash things I just keep feeling so angry that someone that was so close to me and would care so much about me would make such a caricature out of me um, and I guess I'm just wondering I have kind of a two-part question the first part is how do I deal with this? They gave me an apology and they said that what they did was wrong and that the play or the piece of art will be completely cancelled. And they said that I have every right to be as angry as um, I am. And they just kind of ended it with saying that they hoped that we could build a friendship. And I, I just feel so much rage and so much violation and so breached in a really, really deep, cutting way. Um and yeah, I just was wondering if you have any advice first for how to deal with this anger, how to help it dissipate and how to heal from just that anger and that distrust. And me and this person, we are in we have a lot of mutual friends, we have a lot of mutual friend groups and um I don't want this to affect everyone in our lives and I want to figure out a way how do I go forward with this relationship and all of our connections in a way that doesn't cause more harm? I think for a long time, I'm just not going to be able to even see them or be in the same room as them. As what they did really, really was awful. And um, I'm just trying to see. I just was just wondering if you knew any way that I could go forward with the relationship or how, how we could do harm reduction within this relationship, to not cause us to interrupt our friends and our friends' connections with us. Um, While me being able to keep my distance and being able to be around them and not just carry and harbor all this resentment, I can't see a world where I let them in my life again as they were before. But how can I continue with this? How how can I be with them and not feel angry? Um, Thank you. I hope you're able to maybe have some solutions for this. Um, Thank you for listening.
1: It's so unfortunate that your friend behaved so carelessly and violated your boundaries in this way. Believe it or not, this happens a lot in art exploitation is tragically a common practice. It's when an artist uses the pain or emotional experiences of another person without their consent as a subject in their art, thus claiming ownership over the subject and an experience that they never had themselves. It has a long history and is still a cause for a lot of debate now, especially with the exploitation of black and brown experiences by white artists, but that's a whole other discussion we could go on and on about. What is important here is that your trust was violated by a friend. I get the feeling that at the time your friend justified their choices in their own mind by telling themselves that sharing your experience could help other people with the same experiences, but that was not their choice to make. So your anger is totally understandable. I know you don't want to feel angry and carry that around with you but sometimes we have to just let ourselves feel our feelings with time and conscious practice you can distance yourself from those feelings so that they don't overwhelm you for example you can now begin the process of bringing into your awareness that you are having these feelings and at the same time knowing that all feelings are temporary Can you begin to observe your feelings without identifying with them? Here's a practice that you can try. Sit in stillness for a moment. Close your eyes. Take a few deep breaths. And see yourself in the room that you're in. Visualize yourself sitting there. Now, imagine a ball of light in front of you floating right in front of your heart. Now, visualize your anger and all those hurt feelings moving from your heart into that ball of light. The ball gets bigger and bigger with each angry feeling until the ball is the size of a basketball. Now, just let that ball of light float there without trying to change it. Just observe it. Without judgment, just see it floating in the air for a few minutes. Now visualize that ball of light floating further away from you, slowly, like how bubbles move in the air. The ball is floating away from your body and it finds the nearest window in the room. It moves through the glass and floats up towards the sky. And moves beyond the horizon until you can't see it anymore. Now open your eyes and say, bye anger, I'll see you next time. Feelings are like the clouds and we are the sky. They've moved past us, sometimes slower, sometimes fast, sometimes thick, and sometimes thin. Keep working on distancing who you are from your temporary feelings and you will experience them with less heaviness and more compassion and more patience. Eventually, your anger will show up less and less. You have every right to not want to be friends with this person anymore. That's entirely up to you. Don't worry about your shared friend group and causing some kind of a problem. You didn't cause this situation and whatever boundaries you need around it, you don't have to apologize for that. Your friends understand how hurtful this experience is for you. Don't be afraid to ask for their support in helping you heal from it by respecting any boundaries that you need. And for your own sake, you don't need to put yourself in any situation that makes you feel uncomfortable. Right now, the focus is on not being overwhelmed by your feelings, so make choices that will make that easier, not more difficult. People make mistakes, some bigger than others. There will be a time in your life where you hurt someone you care about. It's unfortunate that your friend felt they needed to violate your boundaries in order to make some art that was meaningful to them. But that is their struggle. Making art is hard and terrifying and that's why it's so easy for the ego to take over and why so many people get caught up and lose themselves in trying to be successful. You don't have to know how you'll feel about this person a month from now. You don't need to know that right now. Just stay present and take it one day at a time. Just remember your bubble of light and let it float on by. You're going to be okay, sweetheart. Content warning. The following question and answer discuss domestic abuse. Hey Bunny, I was listening to a Higher Self episode where you said something along the lines of
4: maintaining a connection to an abuser is abusive in and of itself because it's enabling the abuse. It really resonated with me. I'm 24 and have a sister who is 19 and all throughout childhood my father was very abusive to my mom and I but favored my sister. She knows that he drove me to the point where I wanted to like pull the plug on my life so to speak and it's awful when I'm around him. They are like best friends and she's really close with him and I'm genuinely happy that she hasn't had to experience abuse like what I experienced from him. She's really important to me but lately seeing them hang out together has been pretty hurtful uh, because I was extremely harmed by him and I don't want to make her feel like she has to choose because she's still really young um and I don't know what to do because I feel like if I express my discomfort about her relationship to him it's unfair to her and she's again she's pretty young um and like that's her dad and I don't really consider him my dad but I guess it's cool that she has, like, a father figure. Um, I'm in therapy, and I don't want to dump all this on the podcast, but I really value your opinions. So maybe you'll have something to say about it.
1: Thank you. I am so sorry to hear about the abuse you and your mom went through. I'm so happy that you're in therapy and working on your own healing. That's wonderful. You're doing an amazing job and I can really sense how much you care for your sister and for yourself and want to do whatever will be optimal for peace and for healing. What your father did cannot break The love between you and your sister. That is a sacred bond. She can love her father and still love you. The two are not mutually exclusive. The issue is that you need to be in an environment that is supportive to your own healing and the people in your life you choose to share intimate space with should be respectful and supportive of your emotional needs. Right now, you don't feel safe with the way things are between you and your sister. So what can you do to create a space that prevents you from experiencing further harm? You deserve to be able to focus on your own healing and whatever you need for that is what you have to think about now. In order to feel more at peace in the relationship with your sister, what is it that you need from her? Do you want a change in her behavior? Do you want to feel more understood by her? Do you want her to know things about your experience so you can feel closer? Do you want to know how she feels? Or do you just want to be heard? Because managing your expectations for this is also important. I mean, you don't know how capable she is at this time of holding space for you in this way. It might take some time to really feel seen by her and her response to you, could possibly be hurtful. Is it possible for her to come to one of your therapy sessions so your therapist can help facilitate a safe space for you to communicate your feelings and also to hear your sister's feelings? I want you to have the support you need and having your therapist there to mediate the conversation could be really, really helpful. You can share your experiences from a place of love and care for her with the same thoughtfulness and understanding and honesty that you sent this question in, with communicating that some things are really hard for you, that you're working on your own healing, and this experience has had a big impact on your life. If for some reason she's unable to be there for you in the way that you hoped, Then you will know you will need to create some new boundaries with your therapist's help so you don't have to be put in a position that risks further harm. Remember too that setting boundaries doesn't mean those boundaries can't be changed in the future either. And if your boundaries upset your sister or if she feels hurt by them, that's because she's unable at this time to fully grasp what healing looks like for people with experiences that differ from hers. It's her own limitation which could evolve with more emotional maturity and time. All of this stuff is coming up because you're on the path of healing. And your higher self is guiding you to take actions in your life that reflect your own self-compassion and self-care. The better you treat yourself, the better example for self-respect and self-love you will set for your little sister. You are an example of strength. Every time, you are unapologetic for your own needs.
5: Hi, Bunny. Um, I hope you are so well, and I thank you for the powerful work you do for so many people. Um, so I'll just get into it. I have never been in a long-term relationship, and I'm yearning so bad for love and partnership. And when I say I've never been in a long-term relationship, it seems like things have lasted like... Um, you know, three months and then they never want to commit with me and I get, you know, dumped. (laughs) So obviously COVID doesn't make dating any easier, but it seems that everyone I reach out to does not show any interest back. I do put myself out there and I get rejected pretty often and it's just getting to be too much at this point. I feel like there has to be something wrong with me. Um, I feel ugly. I feel broken. I feel really alone, and I just don't understand what I'm doing wrong. I have so much love to offer, and I'm feeling very hopeless. I wanted to reach out to hear your advice because I try to access my higher self, but feel lost with even figuring out what higher self would say. It's making me feel worthless, and on top of it, all my friends are or a lot of my close friends are getting married, Um, I'm a maid of honor for a friend, and as happy as I am for her, it kills me that I can't be, like, 100% happy for her, um, because I just can't relate, and I desperately want to. Um, it's breaking my spirit, my heart, and I feel like I'm going to be alone forever. Um, perhaps that sounds dramatic, but I just can't see anything else with how things have been, and... I'm feeling like I'm at a wit's end. So thank you. I really appreciate any words of wisdom and happy new year.
1: Sweetheart, there is nothing wrong with you. You are beautiful. So, so beautiful, babe. You're not running out of time. That's all an illusion. I know it feels hard. I know it feels scary. I know it feels like overwhelming to think these fearful thoughts. But do you know how many people out there have never been in a long-term relationship yet in their life? So many. Do you know how many people out there are in a long-term relationship that they are miserable in? So many. Do you know that according to an article I found from the Census Bureau in 2020, the experts predict that somewhere between 40 and 50% of all marriages existing today will ultimately end in divorce? Is there something wrong with all of those people? No. Just like there's nothing wrong with you. Our entire culture for generations has told us that there is one person out there in the world for us, and if we don't find this one person that will complete us, then something went terribly wrong. Ironically, this lie is the reason, ironically, this lie we have been fed is exactly why people end up in relationships that aren't healthy, because they feel this pressure to find someone who will fulfill their sense of self. No partner can fulfill and validate you because that is not where true validation comes from. And if you're looking for validation through a partner, you're unconsciously putting this pressure of your entire self-worth on every date, every relationship, every crush, every Tinder swipe, and you wonder why you aren't having fun. You've lost the awareness of your wholeness. You're not letting your higher self guide your choices. Therefore, you're missing out on the joy of being who you are. The universe challenges us all the time so we can learn these tough lessons. Life kicks us in the butt every time we feel like we're being rejected, whether in a relationship or a job or whatever. But this whole notion of rejection, I mean, Where did that come from? If you are the only person who can give you self-acceptance, then how can someone else reject you? If someone breaks up with you, it's because they see something that you haven't seen completely yet. That the two of you are not compatible. Compatibility works too ways. Even if you think the two of you are compatible, the fact that the other person doesn't think so is proof that you are not compatible. It doesn't mean anyone is better than anyone else. It means that you want different things. It's an illusion That you're not worthy of the other person. That is the illusion of the ego. It lies to you all the time. It tells you you're worthless. And it's constantly looking for reasons to prove itself right. It is an asshole. And it lives in your mind. And if you don't tell it to shut the hell up every now and then, you will begin to believe everything it says. Then all of your choices will be made from the perspective that you are unworthy. And the result of those choices will just enforce that belief because you're letting your life be run by your ego. When you align with your higher self, you're grounded in your spirit. You're grounded in your magic. You're grounded in the shining light that radiates from your heart. You see the beauty in yourself and in all other living beings. And that is exactly what you attract because you recognize other people's higher selves and you find yourself being attracted to people who are on that similar path. And when you find that person, whether you end up staying together for years or just a few months, it will be a growthful and fulfilling experience because it will bring you closer to your own self-realization of the love within you. You want a relationship that nourishes your soul. One that is a supportive space for your spiritual growth. Because until you realize that that is what is most important, you'll find yourself in a relationship that might fulfill your ego's desire for a temporary period, but will soon lose its luster once that person fails to fulfill their role of giving you self-worth. And either you or they will want to leave. All of our paths look different. That's why comparing yourself to the people around you is pointless. Your friends might be getting married, but that doesn't mean they aren't facing their own struggles with self-worth because every human is on this path. Their struggle might be around family or career. Our stuff comes up in different forms, but we all need the same healing. You are so worthy of self-love and self-care. And I don't want you to keep hurting yourself in this way. You can be open for a relationship, but also know that you don't need one in order to love yourself. That's the difference. I want you to take out a piece of paper and write this down. I am lovable. I am worthy of care. I'm beautiful. I have so much to give. I can give love in many different forms. I love myself. I trust my path. I am kind to myself. I'm compassionate with myself. And I let myself enjoy who I am right now in this moment. Then I want you to tack that piece of paper on your bedroom wall, and I want you to read it out loud to yourself. Every time you're feeling fearful about the future, every time you're feeling lonely, every time you're feeling jealous or insecure, I want you to repeat those words. I want you to memorize them. I want you to take them with you everywhere you go, to every wedding that you attend, and just let yourself shine in that truth. I promise you, I promise you, I promise you. That is the energy with which you will find what you're looking for. The universe is giving you this opportunity right now because this is the lesson that you need to learn in order for you to really enjoy your life with or without a relationship. This is the most important lesson and you are so worthy of it. Well, that concludes this week's episode. I wanted to say thank you again to all of the people who sent in questions. Your vulnerability is so inspiring. It's so beautiful. It helps so many people. And I'm just so grateful for your contribution to this podcast. Remember to support our Patreon if you can and help keep this podcast going. I love you so much and so does your higher self. I'll see you next week. Bye. Exo Higher Self is recorded in Brooklyn, New York, hosted by me, Bunny Michael, produced by Kara Gilvey, with original music and sound mixing by Michael Bihari.